Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. I'm over it. I have been helping so many moms lately that operate every day from overwhelm, overfunctioning, overexhaustion. They're overburdened, they're over anxious and overextended, and all the other over words. So it's so disturbing to me. And there is a better way for you overachiever type parents that often find me. We can do better. So today we are discussing, we're going to talk a little bit body-based reason why moms, women are more inclined to overwhelm. And then we're going to talk about four different strategies, four different ways that you can combat the overwhelm, the overburdened, the overfunctioning, the overanxious about all the things going on in your life, with your kids, with your family, all of it. If you have just landed here, I'm so happy you are here today. I'm Kelly Shoup. I have been a longtime pediatric occupational therapist, parenting coach. I'm a mom of three teenagers. And I am on a mission to help parents, moms especially, change the chaos and confusion and complexities and challenges with their kids into a more calm, connected, peaceful place. And I incorporate nature and play and Jesus and all the tools, all the God-given tools that God gave us in our body in our mind, to help parents parent from a way that is easier, less stress, less pain, less discomfort. Okay, so today we are going to get right into it. Again, we are talking about overwhelm, and we're going to talk first about some of the science about it and kind of the body-based physical matter of why moms operate in overwhelm a lot and moms feel defeated. What's wrong with me that I can't handle all this? What's wrong with the way that I'm parenting? What's wrong with my kids that, you know, I can't handle all the things that go along with raising kids? I think it is even harder today than it was 15 years ago, raising kids. Part of that is, in my opinion, the access we have to watching other parents parent um, on social media and our perception and interpretation that they are doing it better. They aren't tired. They aren't frustrated. They aren't overwhelmed. They look happy and their hair's done and they've got earrings on and lipstick and Everybody's all smiles. So I think more than ever, 
moms kind of fall under this, wow, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. I must be doing this wrong. I'm overwhelmed and I must be doing it wrong. The other thing, in my opinion, that makes it really hard for moms is there's kind of a message in the world that says that, you know, pleasure and fun is kind of rules everything. And so discomfort and hard work and challenge, sometimes moms don't feel comfortable with that, the challenging stuff, that we have to sit in the hard with young kids. But that is part of raising kids. And I'm constantly reminding parents that in the challenges that you have with your kids, whatever they are, and there's all, I mean, every child will give you different challenges at different stages of his growth. That is not you being punished by God, even though a lot of moms think that it is. It's actually God's way of loving you, of growing you closer to heaven, closer to him. He wants you to change and grow and learn and develop. He doesn't want you to stay the same. Speaks to me of God's abundance. Like there's so many different things we can be and how we can grow and change as a parent. If we have the right attitude of, oh, yeah, okay, this is the season of God God needs me to work on this part of myself. So just know that God is right here in this mix with all of us every single second. And he designed us. So he intentionally made us a certain way. And science and physical matter based, he made women more apt to have overwhelm. And the reason for this is in the different networks in our brain, and it also has to do with estrogen, okay? And so let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard a man say that he is overwhelmed? I can tell you I have not. And all the men I've been around, now they might say that they have a lot going on at work, but they don't describe it as overwhelmed because their brain is configured differently than a female's. So in the past 15 or 20 years, you know, there has been so much advancement in learning about the brain and learning about neuroscience, and it's fantastic. And so neurosciences, neuroscientists have made advances to know that there are kind of two different types of networks in the brain, two two ways that we switch between our thinking. So there's more of a highly attentive state or a focused thinking. And then there is more of a relaxed kind of default mode. And that is called diffuse thinking. And so women have more tendencies towards this diffuse, I call it diffuse awareness. And so knowing this, again, we're just learning about ourselves. And when we can learn about ourselves and know, oh, this is the way God made my brain. 
I don't have to beat myself up and tell myself that I'm a bad mom and I parent bad and I shouldn't be in overwhelm and I should have had all this stuff done and all the things that we tell ourselves. We don't need to do any of that because, again, there's a scientific, physical, nature-based way that we are the way that we are. And it has to do with hormones that are in our brain. Now, men also have estrogen in their brain, but it actually has the opposite effect for them. And God made men and women, male, female, every cell stamped male or female. So every cell in the brain says male or female and has, you know, is made uniquely and everything else, the eye cells are made male or female. It's not just the genitalia and the sexuality part of male, female. It's everywhere in every cell of our body, we are stamped male or female, and it shows up differently. And the reason God made us this way is we are to be complementary so that we provide the most complete safety. It's for wholeness. So I'm made differently than my spouse. He's made differently than me. But when we come together, that that's the best. That's the best for me. That's the best for him. That's the best for our family. So acknowledge that, you know, our spouse is not going to do exactly the things that we do. We don't want him to because he has a different purpose and God made it that way. So again, when moms can understand this, they don't have to beat themselves up about it. And then they also don't have to be upset with their husband because he's acting differently, but because he has a different brain and men's brains between the hemispheres of the brain, they, men's brains move more within kind of front to back within one hemisphere when they are thinking. For women, we think back and forth between the different left and right hemispheres. So there's a million different facets and layers of the uniqueness between men and women. But it, again, shows us so much with women because moms are so overwhelmed. And I just want you to know why. So you can let yourself off the hook and then know what to do to show up better and to not, again, feel bad for having been made this way. Okay? So... Now, I do want to tell you that women, just like men, so men are more focused. You know, they are more single single focused. They are more focused on one thing, thinking about one thing, directed at one thing. Moms, we are the ones who have all the different plates in the air that we are juggling at any moment because that's the estrogen in our brain. That's how God designed us. We have the ability to keep track of so many different things. And again, it's awesome until we keep adding more things and then we're on overwhelm and then we shut down or we scream or yell or lose our temper. 
But when we know that we are like this, again, we can be aware and show up differently. But women also can be focused and we can obviously use things, tools to help us be even more focused. That looks like a to-do list. That looks like a calendar. That looks like calendar reminders, ways that we show up to be more focused. It's again, women have an ability to shift from this diffuse awareness to focused very quickly. And men need more time to transition and to focus from that single focus of one thing into, okay, now I'm at home and I've got multiple kids and my wife's talking to me. I got a lot going on here. They need more time to adjust to that. So we can both do both. But again, women are more inclined to have lots of awareness around lots of different things. Okay. Overwhelm is also a a feeling, an emotion, and it's described as an indulgent emotion, if any of you know what that is. And that means it's kind of a secondary emotion. If I feel overwhelmed, there's probably other emotions underneath that layer of what I'm calling overwhelm that are showing up inside of my body. It might look like fear. It might look like sadness. It might look like disappointment or control. So there's lots of different things that can be underneath that layer, that top layer of overwhelm. And so we just need, again, to be aware of it and to know that sometimes we can't trust that emotion and that our brain the neural pathways in our brain, they get into a pattern and a routine. And I'm constantly helping moms who, families who work with me, they want a quick resolution to whatever the challenge is with their child. They're like, okay, I want this fixed in two days. And I get that. I completely understand that. But you have been making neural pathways in your brain for the ineffective way that you've been doing whatever this thing is with your child for a couple of years. So we're not going to be able to retract those pretty, like a rut in the road, right? There's, it's, it's wired in pretty good. So we're not going to back out of that in two days. It might take us more like two weeks. And so, again, just understand that this is the body God gave us. This is how he created us to be. And these are some of the normal tendencies that we have. And when we understand what they are, that it's not personal just to you, that you're not the only one who feels overwhelmed. It's usually kind of every mom I know It's just how we learn to deal with it and the things that we can do, the tools, the strategies, the solution, and the ways that we can show up differently. It's a science thing. It's a body-based thing. It's also a little bit of mental and mindset thing, this overwhelm. And so now that we know that, we're going to go forward and talk about the ways that we can combat the overwhelm. Okay. 
The other thing that I wanted to say is that moms operate from our heart and we're always so well-intentioned. And kids need a mom who doesn't have to do all the things to be super mom. It's okay. You can still be super mom to your kids if you are just doing three things really well. And so this is what we're going to talk about in ways to combat it. But again, I think moms, we want to be superwoman. We want to do it all. We want to experience it all. We want to take care of everybody. We have a standard of excellence and an expectation on if we're going to do anything, how we're going to do it and how we're going to show up. But what that leads to ultimately is overwhelm and shut down and feeling bad and often taking all of that out on our kids and our spouse. So it started with good intentions, but it can end really badly. And so let's talk about ways that it won't end up badly. First thing, always, always, always ask for grace. Ask for the Lord's help. Start your morning getting out of bed. Lord, I need you today. I need you to help me. Help me mother my kids. Help me show up well at work. Help me juggle all the stuff. I can't do it without you. And you can't. You cannot. We do not have the ability to show up well. It is grace. It is God. It is the Holy Spirit in us that can help us be aware of how to show up well with our kids, how to be engaged and on the lookout for, okay, you know, one of my kids was really having a tough week last week. Let me figure out what's going on. Has it shifted? Has it fixed? Do I need to ask about a friend? Is it a certain subject? Is there studies that are hard right now? So we have to like base ground zero. God's in it with us. Jesus come with. So I often tell parents, just as you're rolling out of bed, it could be three in the morning, could be seven in the morning. Jesus come with, come with me all day. I need you in all of it. So I will be aware. So I will know how to show up. So I will know how to be the best mom that I can be. So that grace, that grace is the real change agent. It is the only thing that helps us parent better. Second thing, awareness, awareness, awareness. I want to ask for the awareness. I want to God to let me know, make me aware. Also awareness that in regard to agency within ourselves, I'm aware that I have estrogen in my brain and those estrogen levels fluctuate throughout the month. And so that makes me kind of a moving target. You know, I've got a lot of stuff I'm keeping track of. I'm trying to focus on this one project. I've got this going. And so when I'm aware of, okay, this is how I'm going to be today. This is what I've got to accomplish. This is what is happening with my family, with my kids. Then again, I can know to back off some of the things that I'm juggling. So just to be on alert for, again, whatever your day looks like, 
and to understand, oh, I'm going to have that tendency to just say yes to everything. Somebody says, oh, can you take so-and-so home from school? I want to say yes. And, but I might have to be aware and say, no, I've already have my three things that are my focus today. And I'm going to stick to those three things. So again, our natural tendency is going to be to take everything on and not to say no and support everybody and love everybody and do everything. The one thing I feel like parents are doing more than ever that is just causing so much overwhelm and and exhaustion is self-regulating for your kids. You're constantly managing your kids' emotions, your kids' nervous systems, your kids' sensory systems. This is not your job, moms. It is not. And I am, again, on a mission to help you know that actually the more you take on the weight of regulating for each of your kids and each of the things they need to keep their nervous system, their sensory system in a calm, A-OK place, you are robbing them of skills, critical, vital skills. Every human being has to have the skills to self-regulate, to do or not do something, to get their body back in a calm, A-OK, my nervous system is at a set, balanced point. Every human has to have an ability to do that. And when parents take on that role for their kids, it's too much for parents to take on and it is not allowing the kids to learn these skills. It is a skill. It is learned. We do it gradually. Baby steps. They learn it at one. They learn it at two. It looks different at four. It looks different at 15. And in my opinion, the world in general is so incredibly unself-regulated. People, you know, shootings are happening, fights are happening on sport courts, driving. Nobody is taking ownership and agency of themselves to regulate themselves. Like we are off the rails. Part of it is technology. There's so many reasons why, but Again, I'm seeing moms who really take on so much regulation that their kids need to be doing. And I'm here to help you with that. Okay. So the other thing, okay, first thing awareness. Let's go back to first thing, actually, grace, the Lord, the Lord's help with all of it. Second thing, awareness, awareness that our natural tendencies are going to be to take on more and that we are to do the opposite of that. So again, I have moms say all the time to me, okay, why are you always telling me or suggesting to me that I do the opposite of what seems like the natural thing to do? The normal response would be this, and I'm telling parents to do it the opposite. And that is because that's how God made us. Again, he wants us to learn and grow and expand and grow in virtue by doing the opposite. He knows that it's not easy for us. He knows that we're going to have to practice those virtues of temperance and fortitude and all the things to hold back that natural tendency 
to show up in a better way. And that's growing us towards heaven and sainthood. So when you're aware of this, if you are going up to church to an activity and they're going to have signups for the church carnival and they need volunteers and they need help, and you know you're going to have a tendency to want to help and sign up for the cakewalk and I'll bake a cake and I'll work here and I'll do this. No, you can know before you go. Okay. Three things. I'm going to sign up to do three things on three different days. It might be a little prep before I might make a cake that the cakewalk people can use. I might help set up tables the night before it starts or break them down. But again, we're not going to do so much, even though we want to, and we know we're going to feel like that. So we're going to say, nope, I'm ready. We've got my three fingers, three things that I'm going to do, and that's it. Okay. Obviously, we have to know also awareness about our temperament, awareness about our strengths, awareness about our personality. So if you are somebody who loves to read and maybe you're Clifton Strength, you're you're a learner, like that's your top five. And so the school needs help with a book fair. So you're like, yes, this is my thing. I love this. I want to order all the books. I want to read all the books. I want to organize the books. I want to do all of it. But again, we have that awareness to know, okay, I'm going to be inclined to do that. But no, I'm going to hold myself back. I'm going to practice self-regulation and I'm going to only do three small things for the book fair. Maybe it's two, maybe it's one. I don't know. There's no magic number. You know, and do whatever works for you. Okay. Third way to combat this overwhelm and doing all the stuff to be super mom is have your checks and balances in place. These are what I call human stoppers. These are people who, and I have lots of different checks and balances and human stoppers in my life because I am aware of my natural tendencies. And so I know I'm not always going to be able to stop myself. So I have to put other people in place who will, because I don't trust myself. I'm no, I'm going to, I'm probably going to want to do this. I need somebody else to say, nope, Kelly, you got to say no. So know who your people are. So it might look like your spouse and, you know, you might be headed, let's say you're headed to a school like the gala, or we just had for one of the schools, like a stampede night. It's their night where, you know, you go and have dinner and dancing and then all the stuff, the auction, this is for sale, that's for sale. And so it might be helping set up with that or other jobs that you could do, but you're going to tell your spouse, I need help. I'm not going to be able to limit myself. Would you please help help me with that? And most spouses are like, yes. So that might look like, hey, baby, you're saying no to that because you don't have time for that. It might be a verbal, you know, a verbal stop, or it might be your spouse who looks at you across the gymnasium who's holding up three fingers. Like, no, I see you trying to sign up for that job. Nope. Three things. we got three kids or whatever. Whatever your sign language is, it might look like timeout. Like, no, I see you over there. I know you want to do that job and you would have fun at that, but you've already committed to these other things. So not this year. So again, just when we're aware of it, we can ask for the help we need to support us in a good way. It might look like 
your kids. So I give my kids agency, you know, to stop me and to tell me. And it might look like, so I'm an activity. I'm high energy. I'm, you know, I like to be active and moving my body and doing lots of things. So it might look like my kids saying, you know what, mom, um, we cannot sign up to do those 47 activities. We can't zip line and then do Jenga and then run back to the pool and do all the things because I like games and I would play. That would be how I would completely overwhelm myself. And I'd be trying to drag my kids to all of it, right? And one's young and one's tired and the other one didn't want to leave the basketball game. And so it would be me setting myself up for failure. This is how we would fail. I would lose my temper. It would cause conflict. But if I know, okay, we're going to go to this thing. There's going to be so many fun things mom wants to sign up for. Would y'all please tell me? Nope, mom, three. And we already signed up for this. And I'll tell you a little fun story. So again, I'm high energy. I like to move and be active. And so we had friends who were with us at the beach one year visiting. And, you know, we were up early, West Coast time. And so we went hunting for seashells. And then we walked to breakfast. And then we were back on the beach playing in the sand, building sand castles and stuff. And, you know, it was probably like 10 a.m. And one of the my friend's kids was like, Mrs. Shoup, I'm exhausted. Like we have done, like we've done so much. Like we just got up. So again, awareness of myself to know this is me. This is how, this is how I would like to be, but I need to know my audience. And so this family came for vacation. They didn't come for boot camp and they didn't come to have every single minute that they were with me, moving and active and in an activity. So again, my kids can help me. It can look like a friend, a friend saying, no, you, no, don't, don't even go to that meeting. Don't even go because you're going to sign up and you have no space. There's no room right now for you to take on this, whatever thing you want to. And so again, just listen because our spouse, our friends, they have our best interests and they want us to show up well. They want us to be healthy and have sleep and be taking care of ourselves. We also want to be modeling that for our kids. So if I'm running around trying to help everybody, but I'm haggard and I'm sleepy and grumpy and not showing up well anywhere because I'm so overextended, that's not a good thing to model to my kids. Then they learn to be overwhelmed and to function at this super high pace that just, it doesn't allow for appreciation. It doesn't allow for the space of grace and connection and calm. So a lot of moms that I see, man, they are operating on just overload. Again, just so like they are going, they don't even have a time to take two minutes to tie their kid's shoe. And if the, the kid accidentally falls down and scrapes his knee, they're like, yeah, I'm going to blow you a kiss, but we're still running. No, that wouldn't be the best. Wouldn't be the best for our family. Wouldn't be the best for how we are to operate. So figure out what that overwhelm looks like for you and then 
find a way to back yourself out of it and to just get a short list of things that matter. So I often have parents who will say to me, okay, you know, how do you have a mission statement for your family or how do you operate? I want to have kind of our values and goals. That's great. You can have it that way. I don't know that I have a specific statement, but obviously I have priorities that my family knows. Like this is a hard, fast rule. Now I'm all about firm boundaries, but lots of grace and space in between. But these are the things we are committed to always. This is the thing we're committed to first and everything else follows that. A fourth way for you to combat the overwhelm and the overload is using body-based techniques like breathing and exercise. Now, I have lots of ways that I help parents do this, and it's quick. It can be so incredibly easy. It takes you two minutes, and most parents don't know about these body-based strategies. It looks like movement. It looks like breathing. It looks like reflex, all kinds of different ways. So this is, again, something that's very unique to me in what I present and help parents do. But again, these tools are already, we have access to them. God gave them to us. You just need somebody to tell you about them so you can put them in place. And when you do a certain breathing technique, an energy generating couple moves, a two minute, I call boost and boot to kind of reboot our whole system, you can show up better and you cannot be overwhelmed. And you cannot be overexhausted and overburdened. Okay, four ways, grace, awareness, checks and balance, your human stoppers, and then body-based exercises and techniques. Reach out to me. I am here to help you with all of your parenting challenges. But overwhelm does not have to be a thing for you moms. I am on a mission to get you out of overwhelm. And just into, again, a calm, just their space and time and to know your tendencies to get into that overwhelm, but you don't have to. And there is going to be a season, a reason, the stages of the growth of your kids. And so you don't have to take it on all at once. Good luck and have fun. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 